Hey, Raj, another episode. We're, we're doing well. What's this? Episode six, I think, or episode seven. I can't even remember how many we've done, but we, we seem to be flying through them at the moment. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. So good to be back on the, the Goodman podcast, actually. So, yeah, good to, good yeah. to be on. Megan, how are you doing? You all right? Yes, as usual, can't complain. Um, it's been a great week. Uh, the sun is shining here in Johannesburg, um, South Africa. And uh, yeah, the weather's good. So um, on to the topic at hand, um, we, we're talking about SEO um, in, in this episode. And uh, everyone in business already knows the power of SEO and aims to be on the top of the page in search engines. But obviously tech has evolved rapidly and the strategies to get there are constantly changing. So um, I wanted to maybe talk about how AI is revolutionizing SEO and what this means for business. Um, and uh, we're going to dive into language model optimization or LMOs um, and how that kind of intersects with traditional SEO. So uh, for the listeners who might be new to this, maybe you can start by giving us an overview of what SEO is, why it's crucial for online business, and uh, we, can, we can dive in from there. Absolutely. So for most of us, we, we know SEO stands for search engine optimization. If you go back 40 years and we ask somebody, well, the one of the most important strategies for marketing, they probably are told you about radio, television, billboards. Fast forward to say 20 years, we were still starting that era of like SEO, where we were like optimizing, we call websites or people 40 years back to like, what's what's website? Well, the, the websites of today and a lot of the content pieces for search engines, which have become a dominant part of how we find things. Now, why is SEO important? Simply because most of us search for offerings at home, in the office, or beyond starts with, with search engines. And that's why it's so important. It's, it's probably changing in, in these days, months, years. This might change dramatically. But still, the majority of us Search engines are is where we begin our search, begin our journey to find, discover, to solve our pain points, for example. Now, we might think search engines is a a complete new way of thinking, and yes, it is in some ways. But the fundamental behind SEO comes from human interaction. Let me explain that. So, if, for example. Say we went to Johannesburg, and we, we this you know there's this one restaurant which does the, the the most impressive barbecue, I don't know, meat for example, right? We go to this one restaurant and we ask we ask you you know which one is that and you say that's the one. We ask a friend of yours, then you ask somebody else we we both we both don't know, and then you ask somebody else in Johannesburg, and they all point towards the same restaurant, and then in that restaurant becomes the best barbecue meat place in all of Johannesburg because a lot of people have told and pointed towards it. Now, that pointing towards that restaurant is changed with a link back to that that particular barbecue restaurant. And they don't. in this case, it won't be a location, a physical location. It will be a website. Hmm. Right? So SEO is trying to mimic the real-world scenario of people talking about one particular thing for a particular subject. So maybe it's not the best for fries or chips. Maybe it's only good for barbecue meat, and that's where we go. 
Similarly, in the case of SEO, it provides search engines like Google and Bing provide ranking for different locations, which are websites in the digital world. And by looking at who is pointing towards them, when I say who is pointing towards them, it's the other sites that links back to the site. That's how they kind of help organize and optimize for different winners in the industry. So the, the, the most popular you are, you are on top. The, the least popular you are, you're probably in the, in the, the last page, the last link, right? So yeah, yeah. that's what the, the fundamentals are. What's important for the, for the person who's actually, who owns that, that restaurant is that they optimize their, their content and get as many links as possible back to that page so they can get higher on search engines. Yeah, yeah. Now, how has AI started affecting this? Because, you know, traditionally with SEO, you included your various keywords. You made sure that your site was answering a specific pain point. So when somebody asked Google, um, you know, uh, what is the best restaurant in Johannesburg? Um, you know, you've incorporated that kind of information into your, your sites. Um, you, like I say, you've used keywords. Uh, you're understanding the trends. And traditionally, that's how SEO, SEO works. But now people are relying on uh, the likes of ChatGPT, for example, to answer that kind of question. Because the, the problem with SEO is you get a, a, a search engine results page and you still have to now click into every available link, go to the website, see if that's answering your question. Whereas like with a large language model, you can just type the question in and it'll give you a succinct answer. And that's kind of filtered now through to the uh, the search engine size. So on Google, you can actually plug in a large language model like ChatGPT and you don't even need to actually click in. Although you've got your search engine results page, you've, still, you know, you've got your little box on the side now that actually answers the question for you. So you don't actually need to go into a, a web page to get the answer. Um, so that's obviously affecting SEO. Maybe you can just dive in and, you know, give us the, the down low on, on how language models are affecting um, SEO. And um, then we can maybe chat about, you know, the solution. Like, are we still focusing on SEO? Are we now writing for Alamo? Um, it's, it's a bit murky at this stage, I think. Y yes, it is. And, and, and this is still very early stages. So. As we jump into this AI world, and you know, ChatGPT is the fastest growing app in the history of, of mankind. So what's happened there is we actually started to use ChatGPT-like tools, generative AI-like tools to do our searches. What we were doing before through search engines is now being done somewhat. It's time to begin to start to sort of use that on, on these ChatGPT-like tools, generative AI tools. Why is that interesting or why is that scary? It's because now people are sort of looking at a new way to search. And as you mentioned earlier, it helps solve a lot of problems. You don't have to go through every page to get the answer. The answer is provided to you, which is, which, is, which is really good. But when it comes to looking at or discovering new products or services, we're, as human beings, generally speaking, we require the most up-to-date information. So, for example, we, we enter or we're looking for a mobile phone to buy. I don't want to buy a mobile phone from 2001. I want to buy the phone, which hmm. is current and 
is available to help me solve a problem today. And things change so rapidly that we can't rely on even last year's data or three years back data. We need the most latest information. That's where AI tools like ChatGPT and Perplexity are still relying on search engines to grab that data. So search engines are also a database ranked based on the intent of the user. The intent of the user is to buy a mobile phone. It will actually help you rank and you can say, I want to buy an Android mobile phone. Or I want to buy an iPhone. I want to buy a, a more affordable Android phone. So it will then help you in principle organize it in a way which is helping you solve a problem. Mm-hmm. That's still the best source of that still is search engines. They still are the dominating force. And so if you look at things like ChatGPT, they rely on Bing for the answers. If you look at perplexity, I believe it's still Google-based. It's not very clear, but I believe it's Google-based. And if you're building tools like these, you will still look at search engines because they've done a better, a better job at going out there and figuring it out. You see that the issue here is that if you were relying only on AI, we don't have the source of the information, which is really important for search engines. It's really important for human beings. We want to make sure that we're relying on the most accurate bits of information which we trust. So, you know, in the UK, you know, the Daily Mail versus the versus the, the Guardian, you know, people would many people will say the Guardian is a better source of information. So at the end of the day, we want to make sure that the information we trust is available and we know the source of it as well. Search engines do a great job at pinpointing that source and AI cannot do that because within the AI building process, the idea really is to not have the sources there in general, overall. It's more to kind of have the concepts there, to have the intelligence there, but you can't pinpoint where it came from. It's a bit like our brain. If I was to say, you know, where did you learn how to cook the best possible pasta? be really hard to pinpoint where do you learn at what age and which year and which, what was the date, for example. Similarly, with intelligence like AI, it's really hard to kind of do that as well. So yeah. we come back to search engines again. Optimizing for search engines is, is, is still important, is still very relevant, for example. But there is a new concept as well, which is how do you optimize for language models, which is comes come to LMO. And this is a new concept. It's still very, really emerging. There's an element of how can you optimize for it? Or, and if you can optimize for it, is there a way actually way of doing it? Because you don't get credited for it. If you don't get credited for it, why would you do it? So there is a fundamentally bigger issue here about LMO and SEO, but we can dive deeper into it if you like. Yes, yeah. I mean, um, because my next question was really about, as a content creator, obviously this is something that I need to take into consideration when I am... Uh, creating content for clients and for myself, obviously. So um, how has LMO impacted SEO? You know, are your keywords different? Are you writing, you know, for for an AI audience rather than a human audience? Um, You know, how how do you find the balance between traditional SEO and, and structuring your content so that it can be accessed by an AI and still be pulled through as a reference um, to, to inform the answer that the AI is creating? Yeah, 
So in this evolution of the podcast, we've been talking about different concepts. We've been talking about, for example, storytelling. We've been talking about like sort of looking at you know SEO and looking at content. One thing I want to say and specify and emphasize on is the fact that all these concepts are based on the human concepts. These are these are not new concepts. These are all been around for centuries and are going to be around for centuries as well. And if you if we mm. focus on the fundamentals, the first principles, we are going to be in a better stage, a better state, and better better planned for our future growth. Now, some might say. SEO is a, is black magic. Some might say SEO is sort of a, a black art. What I would say is fundamentally, fundamentally SEO's focus is to add value. Like everything else in marketing, it's about adding value. Think about the funnel, top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel. It's all adding value for the end user. So if we have no other, other evidence to support anything else I'm saying, focus on adding value. Not on optimizing or you know gimmicky stuff or sort of hacks to achieve success because these hacks will fail at some point. But what's not going to fail is the value we create for the end user. So in the content we create, we should still add value. It's not about optimizing for keywords only. Well, that's great, but AI can now read through all of that BS and actually focus on the value creation. A having for instance, a belief system which people can latch onto. Having a, a, a vision or having an idea which separates us from the others is super important. That's what's going to really create value for an end user. Adding something which is unknown for the entire ecosystem we are part of and having your own say on that adds value for the end user. So I'd say, forget about optimization for, for keywords. Forget about you know hack, doing the hacks, for example, which might work for a, for a few days, a few weeks. Stop thinking about those kind of core web vital new updates from Google or from Bing. Focus on the big picture stuff, which is to add value all the time. In the process, mm. obviously, it does make it does make sense to write for people how they think. For instance, sometimes people don't use British English; they use American English. So then, make sure that you're thinking about that. You know, maybe we call them spectacles, we call them glasses. You know, it's a different thing. So it's important to think about that concept as well. But again, that's you helping the user to like, discover your offering, your service. So you would put that into your SEO or your content planning as well. But again, you're helping them. You're creating that help, helping hand with by providing the right content, the right information, you're helping improve the knowledge. And in the, in the mm -hmm. process, they, they trust you more as, as an expert, as a leader. And that helps you grow your SEO or your optimization for in LMOs. Um, and it helps the, the user to gain and believe more trust in you as a person. Yeah, yeah. Now, before we get to our 60-second takeaway, I have one more question regarding, you know, keywords and SEO. And um, obviously, once, like you say, you've got your, your hacks. And one of the hacks that kind of annoys me is that people do something called keyword stuffing. 
just to try and increase their rank on um, on the search engine page uh, results results page. Um, is the fact that LMO is coming into this now um, and we have to focus on value rather than just simply writing to rank, is that going to kind of put a stop hopefully to uh, to the, these kind of practice like keyword stuffing or um, you know th there's a couple of other uh, hacks that people tend to use and it, it really does devalue the content. Uh, are we going to maybe see an increase in the value of content and see better content coming out um, uh, off the back of uh, you know in for lack of a better term optimizing for for language models? Yeah, absolutely. So keyword stuffing, as well as like there was this thing concept about like keyword ratios. So how many how much keyword should you have per uh, keyword density? Number number of keywords you should mm -hmm. have per paragraph, for example, or per, per page. I feel it's a very old school concept. It doesn't really work. It does sometimes work because algorithms change quite regularly, and in some updates that might become a priority. But let's understand that these algorithms are also based on AI as well. You know, there isn't a, a, a study within this SEO, which is focusing on AI and AI can read through all of this. Sometimes search engines do still help or will prefer some more keywords because it's really hard to figure out the real value. And you have 2000 different articles talking about the same thing. How do you really rank them better? So there's an element of, of keywords being used. The stuffing keywords, just because you, you have to do it uh, to get a better rank is a no-no in my eyes anyway. For me, mm -hmm. it is always having to add value for the end customer. It's all about that, always. If you can add value for the end customer, it doesn't matter the size of the, of the text, doesn't matter how uh, many keywords it uses, for example, it always get a higher rank if you have more people visiting it because the offer is really, really important. But again, yeah. why is it that longer text is better? It's because because if it's longer, the 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 idea is that well, it has more in-depth knowledge about that particular subject, so it must be valuable. But the the long text is just talking about the same thing again and again in different words. It's not it's not worth papers written on. So I wouldn't bother yeah. with that at all. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So. Onto the 60 second takeaway, um, LMO, SEO, AI, um, what, what is the, the takeaway from, from this episode? Yeah, so the 60 second takeaway is SEO is based on the psychology and what we use to as human beings. It's just taking that, those concepts which we're used to as, as a community, as humans, and then put into a digital format. It replicates that quite well. But at the end of the day, whether it's SEO, SMO, LMO, any of the other MOs which are there in the market today, it's all about adding value. Let's focus on that. Let's make sure that we have a voice. We add, we create content to make our customers, prospect customers more knowledgeable and can have a better understanding based on our content. That is the fundamental requirement. Yes, sometimes some hacks can help, but the most important part of all of this is to create a ton of 
value for the end customer. If you remember that, we'll always be doing great. And as this evolves from different ways or different tools in the market, that will be the, the one part which will always remain the same. That's a fundamental which will never change. Always create value for the end customer or prospect. I, I don't think you can get clearer than that, Raj, um, unless you slow down the sentence even more. Um, so, yeah, I completely agree. I'm on board. And, uh, yeah, hopefully the listeners are as well. Uh, that's, uh, the the value of their content is resonating. And, and that's really the secret of marketing. It's not psychological tricks and all that kind of thing. It's really just, uh, you know, giving the people what they want through value. So, yeah. Um, Thanks again for this. This has been, uh, as always, a treat, um, highlight of my day. So uh, thanks, Raj, and we'll see you and uh, the listeners next time. Look forward to it. Megan, thank you very much. Good to be on. Thank you.